to betting school this week as we've got three games to get through across the formats. This is cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 154. I'm Ed Hawkins. Back to school this week, guys. Betting school, that is. We're across all three formats all over the world. Here beginneth the betting lesson. Sam Collins is in charge. I admire you, Edward Hawkins. Everything that's going on in this country, and you've chosen back to school. Anyway, pin back your lug holes and pay attention because we have three games to get through in white ball and red ball. Australia versus New Zealand ODI series bet. India versus Afghanistan in the Asia Cup in T20. England versus South Africa in a test. Quaint things, those. And we will even throw in some CPL as part of the bargain. Uh, let's take the register. First up, Paul Krishnamurti of betting.betfair. Hello, Paul. Present. Excellent. Uh, Richard Mann, tuck your shirt in. Stop Googling. Razzy van der Dussen, are you there? Present. <laughs> okay, okay, good. Right, and we can begin. Edward Hawkins, what have we got this week? Yeah, teams, pitch reports, stats, trades, best bets, players to follow, players not to follow for the three games just mentioned. Lots going on. Lovely stuff. Plus the treble klaxon, the best bets. And, well, I think maybe we'll start with a CPL update. The Caribbean Premier League is underway. It's been a bit of a damp squib so far, but here's an outright from Betfair Sportsbook before I check in with the guys on it. First up in the lead, the favourites, Trinbago 6-4, Jamaica Talawas follow at fours. Um, the Royals are at 5-1, to one, Guyana at 5-1 to one as well. St. Lucia sixes and the Patriots at eights. Um, players arriving from the 100 now, we've had rain. What have you spotted, Richard Mann, as we move forward this week? Well, just for people who were listening last week, or for those who weren't, I went through all the games from 2021 and, and we worked out basically that number five and six in the batting order actually had a, a marginally better strike rate than the openers, numbers one and two, and therefore because you were taking bigger prices, betting the middle order was the way to go. But in the five completed matches so far this year, that hasn't been the case. So from 10 innings, five matches, we've had openers winning six times and then only one victory for number five and one victory for number six. It's early days, we've got to a new ground now and I know Paul's keen to talk about that later on. But the early omens are that the openers are dominating. So it's a wait and see for now. My hunch is still that the middle order will pay at some point, um, but the data is telling us otherwise. Okay, Edward Hawkins, anything from you on this ground move? We're going from the Warner Park, we're going from Warner Park rather to the Darren Sammy Stadium. Yeah, it's not as clear cut as Warner Park uh, was in terms of uh, run scoring. Uh, it didn't materialise at Warner Park anyway, but 180 busted three times in five games, West Indies versus Australia, but that was in 2021. And then we have to go back to 2019 for the last Caribbean Premier League action. And 160 or more in first things was busted four times out of five. Those are quite reliable numbers, but the problem is it's time. They're quite a long uh, few few months ago, so we're not quite sure how it's going to play. 
Okay, and to Paul Krishnamurti, uh, remind us of the sixes facts at Gross Islet, please. And has trading been a bit disappointing? Well, first on on the latter, um, yeah, it has. It hasn't really lived up to what I was hoping yet. But we've only had five games, and I'm not going to disregard the um, lessons that we learned in previous CPL and talked about last week. And going back to Rich's point, I think that will pay off back in five, six, and seven. Uh, match by match simply because they're bigger odds and I do think you'll get a reasonable number of winners and I think that the trading plan of waiting until the second half of the innings on maybe the eighth or ninth over to go overs will pay off. Um, regarding Gross's let, um, really clear stats here. Uh, 14 matches in the CPL, average sixes count is 16.4 15 or higher band landed 10 times out of 14 and that pretty much always goes off above even money so that's a bet and the 10 or fewer has only landed two in 14 so that's terrible um we've had three matches over 200 so that's uh, three first innings over 200 so that's more than one in five so i think this is a pretty good time to start backing extreme overs in these games because we're bound to have one or two really huge innings that I think I've inclined to back that in most games, but gross is it in particular. Okay. Um, lovely stuff. Thank you very much. So Richard and Paul, are you happy with your outright selections or do you want to change Richard Mann first? Well, I'd happily change from St. Kitts and Nevis. Uh, two defeats and two round off. It's, it's been a really poor start, but it's still early days. I've been impressed with Barbados Royals so far. I know we've only seen them twice, but they're bad deep. Jason Holder coming in at number eight in one of the games. And Kyle Mayers is absolutely flying with bat and ball. So they look fair enough at the odds. Um, but hopefully St. Kitts and Nevis Patriots can, can bounce back soon. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti. No, I'm happy with Ghana. As I said last week, um, the reason for that for backing them is more later in the season and hopefully there'll be a bigger price then when the matches move to Providence and when we hope spin is the key. Um, and more broadly, I mean, Trimbago are just too short, given that it will ultimately come down to the knockout competitions. And I agree with Rich, Barbados Worlds look pretty good. That's a good lineup, backing pretty deep, having Holdry coming that late. And I noticed in the first match at Brokes, they're a good price. They're like 2.8, 2.9 pre-toss there. So I think that's a good trade. Okay, lovely stuff. That's the Caribbean Premier League update sorted. Let's get on with the games. We start in earnest, down under. And if you're really feeling earnest, you could set your alarm for 5.20am on Thursday, uh, where Australia are playing New Zealand from Cairns in an ODI. That's UK time, of course. Betfair Exchange Prices has Australia at 1.51 for game one, New Zealand at 2.92. And as always, our friend Edward Hawkins is here with a lowdown for us. Yeah, uh, this first game is going on probably as we, uh, as you listen to this. Uh, So this is kind of a series overview, but expected Australia to line up something like this. Finch, Warner, Smith, Carey, Stoinis, Maxwell. Those three are the wrong way round, surely. Green, Agar, Stark, Hazelwood and Zampers. No Pat Cummins. New Zealand, Gupton, Guptill, Allen, Williamson, Latham or Conway, Mitchell, Nisham, Bracewell, Santner, Southie, Bolt, Ferguson. They've had a bit of a problem finding uh, room for six bowling options, and that's the only way they can do it. Latham and Conway both can't play in the same 11, I'd have thought. Kazali Stadium, Cairns, no international since 2004. One women's T20, absolutely nothing to go on. That's a nightmare for punters. Head-to-heads. 
uh, New Zealand have lost seven, uh, the last seven in Australia, it, uh, against Australia, obviously. Uh, so their record is poor. Okay, this is game two, of course. Uh, so one to go after this one. Very conscious they're playing this as we produce. So those odds were for, for game one, I should, I should stress. Um, an overview of any nuggets for the next two games, please, Richard Mann. I think New Zealand are, are a trade at those prices. I do think Australia deserve to be favourites. The head-to-head record tells us that they beat them in the T20 World Cup final, didn't they, last year? And they, Australia seemed to have the edge over them. But I think at the moment, this Australian side has a few question marks to answer. They've just lost to Zimbabwe, poor result. Aaron Finch's former captain, that's a real elephant in the room. And no Pat Cummins here. I mean, it's not as big a loss as were this test cricket, but it's still a loss. And New Zealand have been playing a lot of white ball cricket recently over in Ireland, played the West Indies recently. So they'll come into this battle hardened. Um, I just, I think Australia deserves to be favourites, but I think New Zealand are too big at those prices. Okay. Paul Krishnamurti, give our listeners a quick masterclass on trading in ODIs, please. Okay, I, I will, but quickly, I'll just say wholeheartedly agree with Rich there. New Zealand are great value here. I, I'm not bothered about that previous head-to-head in Australia because Australia generally better in this format. But New Zealand are better and stronger than ever. And since they lost three end in that World Cup final, they haven't been overly tried, admittedly, but they've got very solid professional records. And I would say just about superior to Australia's in that time. And hey, you bet 1.51 when they've just been bowled out for 141 against Zimbabwe. I don't know. So definitely back New Zealand. Now onto this um, in this uh, runs trading strategy. This is quite complicated, so feel free to ask me on Twitter if you need to clarify. So simply, first of all, keep extreme unders on side in case it starts really badly. Do that start, and then you want to be backing overs lines and then laying them back at higher than you back them. So some examples. Let's say the par is two seventy. First bet lay 1.220 or more at 1.15-ish for, say, six units, right? So you're only risking a unit. Um, then you'd back two units on 290 at 3.0, and you'd place an order to back that 20 runs higher, 310 at 2.5, at 2.4 for 2.5 units. So if it hits the upper bed, you've made a profit on that trade, and you've got 270 or 290, both with you. And then do the same again with 310 and 330. So here I'd back 310 or more, one unit at 6.0, and I'd put an order to lay in 330, 1.5 units at 4.0. So the layback is always for the same returns as the original back there. Okay. Thank you very much, Paul. Um, Richard, Aaron Finch's runs were under 23.5. Um, with Betfair Sportsbook at five to six for game one. Is that a game a bet for game two as well? Oh, I'm glad you've asked me about this because I've, I've done a bit of looking into this earlier. I think his form in T20s is a, a massive concern, as it is in this format, but I don't think it's quite as bad in 50-over cricket. As recently as June, 44 and 62 against Sri Lanka, and then in late 2020, I know we're going back a little bit of time, but a really good 100 against India. I think he's on the way down um, but my view wouldn't be strong enough to, to have me selling at 23.5. I think I'd just I watch him brief from me. Okay, thank you very much. Over to Edward Hawkins for the Tops Markets. 
This is easy. Glenn Phillips at six to one. Big value on win rate. Did well in West Indies. Uh, may come into the side for game two. Uh, Kane Williamson at the dreadful price at three to one on win rate. Finn Allen, early days in his international career, could be a potential superstar. Four to one. Scores incredibly quickly as a real hitter, so may not need to bat for very long. For Australia, Warner at three to one. Very reliable and little to beat because a crazy, crazy batting Glenn Maxwell down the order at number seven. Carries 11 to two when he's been batting at number four. Okay. Lovely stuff. Uh, Paul Krishnamurti, who stands out for you with bat or ball? Maybe a man of the match bat here? I'm not really wild about anyone. I agree with Ez about both of those for New Zealand, Phillips and Allen, at the prices, they would be the best bets for me. And for Australia, maybe take a big price on someone lower down the order, given what happened against Zimbabwe. I do think bowlers will be on top in this series. We might get a middle order, late order winner. Um, Cameron Green's been going off at big prices. And if he plays, Sean Abbott, who's always, I think he's been going for 100 to 1 in some in some recent matches, and that would definitely be valuable. Okay, uh, finish this one for us, please, Richard, man. Yeah, well, like just quickly, Paul, about Sean Abbott, I completely agree. Really handy batsman, uh, made runs against Pakistan the last series that Australia played them. So I definitely want to bear in mind. I think Warner, Eddie's right, so reliable. Last five knocks, a couple of 90s and a 50. Um, and I don't think he's got a lot to beat. You look at Marcus Steiner's penciled in for number five. He last made a one-day international 50 back in March 2019, and he's number five. So I think it's between Smith and Warner, and I think Warner's good value at three to one. Okay, lovely stuff. A tick for Australia versus New Zealand. England versus South Africa and India versus Afghanistan to come. We do spoil you. Best bets to check out betting.betfair for previews galore and free bet offers over 18s only, please. Terms and conditions apply and check out begambleaware.org. Now let's get on with the show. England versus South Africa starts Thursday, 11 a.m. UK time from the Oval, a serious decider, this one. And Betfair exchange prices are excited accordingly. Uh, 2.2 England, 3.65. The draw, 3.65 South Africa. Here is Edward Hawkins with a lowdown. Um, and possibly an update on golfing injuries. Hmm. Uh, England going to line up like this, we think. Crawley, Lees, Pope, Root, Brooke. He's the man who's in position, uh, in possession of the squad place. So Ben Duckett has been called up. Be very surprised if he plays. Uh, Stokes, Folks, Robinson, Broad, Leach, Anderson. South Africa, do they pick two spinners? Uh, that is their debate. Elgar, uh, Via, Peterson, Markram, Zondo is in because Rassi's van der Dusner is out. He's hurt his little finger. Very end. And Texting then, Richard Mann. <laughs> yeah, very, very sore finger. Janssen <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, or Harmer. Uh, that's the spinner, extra spinner. Maharaj, Rabada, Nokia and Ngidi. One draw in the last nine at the Oval. One score of 250, uh, 350-plus in last 15 all innings at the Oval. Oval India 191 and England 290 in the first two innings last summer. India won that match. I'm very surprised to see the draw price so short. Richard Mann, I'm going to skirt over you and Rassi and ask you a tactics truck question. Do South Africa go with two spinners here? If they do, does that make a difference to how you bet? 
Surely not. They made a mistake at Old Trafford, and, and Janssen has to come back in as much for his batting as anything. That you know, the, the batting doesn't look strong, but Janssen gives them a bit lower down. I suppose the, the the reason to go with two spinners is they know that they're probably going to be bowling last because England want to chase. They've done it so well all summer, um, but but I just I just think Marahai is enough, particularly if Markham holds his place in the side. He, he can fill the second spinner's role um, to a degree anyway. In terms of does it make a difference how I bet? No, because as I've said, well, for a while now, I'm not interested in, in betting now in, in the outright market. I'll just wait because I think England are so conditions-based, as we saw at Lars in the first test against South Africa, when the ball does a bit, they're very vulnerable. You want to be playing extreme unders or just backing the opposition. But when they get good conditions to bat and they can make a solid start, and Zach Crawley did that for them at Old Trafford, set it up for Stokes and Fox. They are very, very dangerous. and got the players that can hurt sides. So I'll just be looking at conditions and the state of the game and just basically taking big prices in money and then getting out. It, it was paid that way all summer. Okay. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, that selection wasn't the only thing Dean Elgar got wrong at Old Trafford. Didn't get much right, really. Wrong toss calls well, et cetera, et cetera. Um, is this an aberration or is a keen South Africa backer? Are you spooked? No, it's an aberration, I think. Toss disasters actually happen all the time and I don't think they really affect the fundamentals. And here the fundamentals are that these are two bowling sides, relatively brittle batting lineups, and everything looks perfect for the result, except one massive thing. The Met weather forecast is grim. Looking at it tonight, there's a very good chance we don't get any play or minimal play on the first two days. So this may well be a situation where the draw goes odds on or maybe even short odds on early. Um, I'm inclined to back South Africa, but I'm happy to wait for bigger because of the rain. Okay, lovely stuff. Uh, give me something in play, please. Something left field, something trade-like. Richard Mann first, then Paul Krishnamurti. Well, I, I suppose I've touched upon it. Just an extreme unders on England if if they get put in in similar conditions to Lords. And if, if Paul's right about the weather forecast, that could be a perfect storm. Okay, Rich, uh, Paul Grishnamurti. I was going to say the same thing. Extreme unders for both sides when batting. We've already had big wins already in this series on both teams. So just stick with that. Okay, lovely stuff. To Hawkins for the tops. Uh, same old, same old. Pope still value, uh, even though he's been cut to nine to two for top England bat in the first innings with Betfair Sportsbook. Root has five scores of fifty or more of his last fifteen at the Oval, so that might swing you to bet him at a boosted three to one with Sportsbook. He's only out by two percent on win rate. Is that enough? The ground form to entice people Elgar has a ton on this ground as a boosted at 100 to 30 with Sportsbook for top South Africa bet uh, and looking at how the wickets are taken here Umesh Robinson wokes into the wickets last summer back of the length bowlers Joffrey Archer before that against Australia so Robinson 11 to 4 top England bowler in the first innings I think Richard might go for that one uh, and Nagidi at fours who's been terrific uh, in this series but just been a little bit unlucky Terrific indeed. Um, Richard Mann, who do you like or loathe out of that? And then the same question to Paul Krishnamurti. It's spot on about Robinson. I think it'll be absolutely ideal for him at the Oval. He bowled really well at Manchester. Knock here, I'm, I'm sticking with him. He was a winner for us last time. A big, strong guy, hits the deck hard, perfect. And actually, I mean, he was a winner at 
at Old Trafford. Again, he didn't pick up any anyone from the lower order, but that's going to change. And if he does, I think he'll get a hat full one of these days. Batting wise, I'm I'm really keen on on well on the middle order. Uh, I think as we've seen all summer, it's been really tough up top, but easier in the middle order. Manchester, another example, hundreds for Stokes and Fawkes, runs in the second innings for Rassi with a broken finger. Rabada was a winner lower down at 100 to 1, I think he was with Sportsbook. Uh, Lord Stuart Broad was a winner for England as top batsman markets. Just avoid the top order for me. I think you've got to bet lower down. I think Stokes is still value at 6 to 1. He looked look more measured at Old Trafford. And Calvarian will do for me eight to one for South Africa. Solid, simple technique. And again, he'd be ideally placed at number six. Okay. Um, Pukushnamati. I could certainly go along with Calvarian at eight to one. Um, I agree with that because they've got quite a good tail, South Africa. Otherwise, I wouldn't want to back any of their players for man of the match, even though I like a lot of them, simply because they're quite short in the betting and it would probably make sense just to back them for South Africa for the match. Um, I think three one route is very fair given Bearstow's injury. Because to be honest, I wouldn't even look beyond four players for England in this market. I'd look at Root, Pope, Stokes, and maybe Folks, but I worry with Folks that the tail's too long. So I think three one in that scenario is pretty fair, actually. Okay. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Tick for England versus South Africa. Best bet still to come, but first I'm pressing this. It's the treble klaxon, and this is Richard Mann. Right, here goes. Uh, so Ben Stokes to make a first innings 50 at the Oval, 5-2. to two. Calvarian to make a first innings 50 at 100-30. to 30. And I didn't really touch upon him strongly enough, but Devon Conway, top New Zealand batsman in the second ODIV, Australia, is a whopping 9-2. I think that pays about 86-1. to one. Um, So that is my treble. Asia Cup action now. India versus Afghanistan from Dubai. Thursday, 3 p.m. UK time. Sky Channel 177. Bet for exchange possible odds. India about 1.2. Afghanistan 4.3 to 4.4. Edward Hawkins has a lowdown. India, Rohit Rahul, Kohli, Yadav, Pant, Hardik, Huda, Jadeja, I think, is going to come back into this team. Kumar, Chahal and Avesh. Afghanistan, probably unchanged. Zazai, Gurbaz, Ibrahim, Najibullah, Nabi, Karim Janat, Rashid, Shinwari, Naveen, Mujib and Faruqi. 16 of the last 17 games at Dubai have been won by the team batting second. If you've been batting... Uh, betting before the toss, you're an absolute lunatic. Only five of those games, 160 or more in the first t- first dig. This is a license to print money, T20s at Dubai. Wait for the toss, for the love of God. Hello, toss buyers. Our old friend, uh, we love you, or do we, Paul Krishnamurti? Um, do you trust Afghanistan to get the job done, or do you wait until the break when they might be bigger and still go in? No, you definitely wait for the break. Um, it's amazing how little the market seems wised up to this toss bias. Sri Lanka were 5.7 the other day against the extremely beatable Bangladesh, chasing 187. Absolutely incredible price. I mean, as for the upset here, I'm not wildly keen about Afghanistan. They are a likeable side. They're improving, but it's still a long, a big gulf. But I would be interested chasing a target of, say, 150 to 170 uh, price. I would be interested there. 
Okay. Um, Richard Mann, India are in a mess. Only five bowlers available versus Pakistan with a heavy chase bias. Uh, Avesh and Arshdeep going around the park. What's your take on this one? I, I think Paul summed it up perfectly. I mean, I won't get too carried away with, with Afghanistan here. There is a massive class gulf in India. There's still a very good side. But India's bowling's weak, and the perfect stand would be the Afghanistan chasing with a heavy toss bias. I thought India bowled poorly against Pakistan in that last five overs on Sunday. And again, if we can get into a position where where they've got to defend a, a reasonable score against what is a dangerous Afghanistan batting lineup, then then I think you have to back the chaser again, given the strong toss bias. Okay, thank you very much. Um, quick strategy or fancy from you both, please. Paul Krishnamurti, you are the anointed one. Okay, I'll just start a couple of things. First of all, it hasn't been up every game, but if they're doing the both to, both teams to score market, I'd be tempted with both to score 160 and 170, what I think would be very good odds. Otherwise, you know, I would just go to the extremes a little bit, taking into account the, uh, the, the, the match could be closer than we think. In the India runs, if they bet first, will be set very high. And I think you'd probably be able to lay 170 at probably 1.5, 1.6. That might be a bet. Okay. Thank you very much, Paul. Well, uh, Richard Mann. Well, we're going to get on to the tops in a minute. I just wanted to flag up something that lots of talk about Coley's form, but but Rohit Sharma, I mean, he, he's not had a 50 now in this format since West Indies in July 7, against West Indies, sorry, in July 7 games ago. Lots of starts. Uh, I'd be half tempted to shout Rohit, I think, in the runs line. Okay. Lovely stuff. Thank you very much. Um, Hawkins, is yeah. you with the tops now? Yeah, it's me, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. I agree with Richard. I was going to say top three seems to be killing India. I know Kohli's top scored uh, last time out, but um, Rohit, Rahul, Kohli is increasingly looking like a poor top three, and it's going to cost them in the T20 World Cup, which is coming up next month. So Yadav possibly around ninety two, and Hardik a uh, better prices than that to get them out of a hole here for top bat for India and for Afghanistan Kareem Janak we've seen 50 to 1 in this Asia Cup for him uh, look he's a he's an all-rounder should never be that kind of price um, and will probably bat ahead of Rashid I know he didn't in the last game but he should be and also Naveen top bowler at 4 to 1 for Afghanistan Rashid Khan is way too short because he just never ever wins okay you heard it here first. Um, right. Paul Krishnamurti, players to follow, please, across those markets. Okay, yeah, building on what Ed just said, I mean, Naveen is an outstanding bet here in 4 one an absolutely outstanding bet. As discussed in the previous show, he's got an almost identical strike rate in T20 crickets to Rashid Khan, and he bowls at the death. And, of course, here we've got a side that will almost bat the full 20 overs, so the death bowler really has an advantage, whereas that isn't always the case for him. Um, as for Surya Kumar Yadav, massive prices you're seeing about him in games. You know, 11 to 2, I've seen top scorer, 10 to 1 top match batsman, 14's man of the match. To me, he's the batting star in this India side, and I really think we should just stick with him at these sort of odds every match. Okay, and Richard Mann. Yeah, sorry, I don't, don't want to beat the same drum, but Yadav, massive price. I just completely agree with what the guys have said. And the other one, Mishad Pant came in for, for the Pakistan game. Again, at number five, he could get them out of a hole. These are class players in the middle order and really the, the top order are making the market, taking a big chunk of the book. 
Okay. Is that that, Edward Hawkins? Are we yeah. on to best bets? Yeah, yeah, I think we can move on to best bets, please. Okay, lovely. Right, best bet time. We have some scores, we have some doors, and we have our friend Edward Hawkins. Yes, it's hello, it's me again <laughs> with the scores. <laughs> uh, Richard Man is minus 1965. That's 19.65. Paul Christmurti is minus 34. Uh, things are turning, I think. Uh, they've both got five units to spend. Spend them wisely, please. Put your hand up if you're going to go first. Rich, you're first, I think. Sweet. Okay, same old, same old. Two points. And Rick Nokia, top South Africa baller in the third test. Again, same old, same old. Two points. Naveen Hack, top Afghanistan with the taker. Uh, one unit on Ben Stokes, top England, first in his batsman at six to one. I'll have one point on Surya Kumar Yadav, top match batsman. Uh, and I'll have one point, Carl, Kyle Verian, top South Africa, first in his batsman at eight to one. And lastly, two points on New Zealand to win against Australia in second ODI. Yeah, and sticking with the second ODI, my final unit, one point, Devon Conway, top New Zealand batsman at nine to two. Thank you very much. Some great bets there to be had across those three games we've been talking about. That's your lot for Cricket Only Better, episode 154. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair for previews galore. And we'll see you next time.